All right, good evening, everyone. Whew, okay, I'm just going to let you all know, uh, I'm Trevor Richt, I'm David Duncan's son-in-law, I preach down in Harlingen, Texas, and if you don't know where that is, uh, if you can think of a map where the tip of Texas is on the Mexican border, that's where I live. But when I get up to preach, every time, and I say good evening, good morning, I expect a loud one back. And if you don't do one back, we'll keep doing it until I am satisfied. So it's up to you guys. So good evening, everyone. All right, that's a little bit better. I hope you do better for David next week. Uh, but this week, uh, my sermon, I wanted to look at Enoch because I won't say who, but someone had said that when I'm preaching, I needed to keep it short. And so someone over there on that side of the auditorium said that I won't say who. But the story of Enoch is really short. Uh, the story of Enoch comes from Genesis chapter 5 and a little bit in Hebrews chapter 11. And so I'll make it sweet and simple this evening. Enoch walks faithfully with God, and so you should walk faithfully with God. And so if anyone wants to be baptized this evening, you can come forward. We'll pray for you. I'm just kidding. But walking with God is what Enoch is known for. And it reminds me of a poem that some of you might have heard before. It's the Footprints in the Sands poem. And I have this poem, if you'll follow along with me this evening. This is what the poem says. It says, One night I dreamed a dream. As I was walking along the beach with my Lord, across the dark sky flashed scenes from my life. For each scene, I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand, one belonging to me and one to my Lord. After the last scene of my life flashed before me, I looked back at the footprints in the sand. I noticed that at many times along the path of my life, especially at the very lowest and saddest times, there was only one set of footprints. This really troubled me, so I asked the Lord about it. Lord, you said once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I noticed during the saddest and most troublesome times of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why. When I needed you the most, you would leave me. He whispered, my precious child, I love you and will never leave you, never, ever during your trials and testings. When you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. This poem is a great reminder that God is with us through the highest and lowest points of our life. But you notice that the author wrote that among all the scenes of their life, they could look and see the footprints in the sand to know they walked with God. This evening, I want us to all learn what it means to walk with God. So turn with me in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 5 if you have one. In Genesis chapter 5, we have one of those genealogies, which usually when we get to those in the Bible, we all know skip those and get to the next part. But Genesis chapter 5 verses 21 uh, through 24 tells us this. It says, when Enoch had lived 65 years, he became the father of Methuselah. After he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked faithfully with God 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enoch lived a total of 365 years. Enoch walked faithfully with God, then he was no more because God took him away. 
When we first read about Enoch, I want us to understand that Enoch did not always walk faithfully with God. There was a time where Enoch did not walk faithfully with God. Enoch's story begins, and he's not someone we'd want to write home about. For 65 years, he did not follow God. For 65 years, he didn't walk with him. Before, cho before children, Enoch was not known as a man who had faith, which I find very interesting because of Enoch's history. In Hebrews 11, we read about him in the Hall of Fame of Faith. Enoch is also written about in Luke chapter 3, when it talks about the genealogy of Jesus through his father Joseph. And we have great men in there, like Abraham and Noah and David. But when we first read about him in Genesis chapter 5, he didn't walk faithfully with God. Enoch was born in a time that's He's a son of Seth, which if you know about Seth, he's a son of Adam and Eve. And we know because of our Bibles that Adam died at around 900 years old. And somewhere along that timeline when Adam lived, Seth was born and then also Enoch was born, we believe somewhere about 700 years into Adam's lifetime. And I didn't get a degree in mathematics or science, so my math is off a little bit somewhere. But that means it's possible Enoch lived for about 200 years of Adam's lifetime. And so we think about Adam and Eve as the first created human beings. They were in the garden with God. They walked with God in the cool of the garden. They knew what it meant to have a relationship with God. And yet seven generations later, from Seth to Enoch, we have a man who does not walk with God. Tell you something about Enoch's faith. What had gone wrong along the way? Because Enoch did not walk with God. I want us all to be thinking about this question this evening. Am I walking with God? The Hebrew word in the Bible for walking with God is halak. And I probably didn't give enough in that word, but that's okay. But halak is a word that means a physical distance or it's a metaphor for your relationship with God. And to walk with God means you have a constant, consistent relationship with God. And so this evening, are you walking faithfully with God? And so, I mean, do you have that relationship with him? Are you with God every day? Are you growing with God in worship, in prayer, for your own time of personal study? Are you growing with him or has that relationship become stagnant? Because all of us walk with God throughout every aspect of our lives. When we wake up, when we eat breakfast, when we go to work, when we go to school, when we interact with people, when you drive on the interstate, I hope you're still walking with God or I guess driving with God. But the point is that everything we do, we are walking with God. And if we are not growing closer to God, are we really walking with him? See, our relationship and walk with God is supposed to be like magnets. If we are on one side and God is on the other, we're supposed to be pulling each other together. But sometimes we push God away or we separate ourselves from him because sometimes we confuse walking with God and walking with God. You think those phrases sound the exact same thing and that's what it means, but that's, that's not what I mean. 
See, when we're walking with God, we have that faithful, constant, consistent relationship with him. I'm going with God everywhere I go. But when I just walk with God, it means God is somewhere just around me. Sometimes when I think I'm walking with God, really I start walking ahead of God. I don't really follow what God wants me to do and I start paving my own way. Sometimes we also start walking in the peripheral of God and we know God is somewhere over here and I think I'm doing what God wants me to do. But I'm not leaving those footprints in the sand as I walk with my Savior. Or sometimes some of us, we're not walking near God, in front of God, we're walking behind God. We feel guilty. We have sin. We have a past we don't want to admit, and we don't feel worthy enough to walk with God. I don't feel that I have a close enough relationship with him where I can ask for his grace. I don't feel like I can be right next to God. I'm walking behind him. Are you walking with God, or are you just walking with God? Let's think about this. When it comes to the path of your life, do you let God take the lead? Or are you paving your own way? When there's a big change, a big shift in your life, do you tackle it head on? Or do you take time to pray that God leads you and you make the right decision because God is showing you what you need to do? A lot of times we think we're walking with God, but we're just walking with God. We're like Enoch where we do whatever we want. For, for 65 years, Enoch did whatever he wanted to do. He wasn't walking with God, but he walked the ways of the world. But something changed in Enoch's life that caused him to follow God. Something changed in his life where we know him for walking with God. It's two short verses in our Bible, but I want you to look back at Genesis chapter 5, verse 22, and then verse 24. It says, After he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked faithfully with God 300 years and had other sons and daughters. And then verse 24 says, Enoch walked faithfully with God. Then he was no more because God took him away. For 65 years, Enoch did not walk with God. But then after he had Methuselah, something changed. The light bulb went off in his head. The little hamster spinning the wheel in his head began to click things together and saying, I'm not living the way that I should be living because Enoch changed. This is what we know after having Methuselah, his whole life perspective changed to where he needed to know that he must walk faithfully with God. So for 65 years, Enoch walked the ways of the world, and for 300 years, Enoch walked with God. Let me rephrase that. For 65 years, Enoch walked the ways of the world, and then for 300 years, Enoch walked faithfully with God. He had a constant, consistent relationship with him. And like I said, I'm no math person, but if for 65 years he didn't walk with God, and for 300 years he did, that's five times as longer that he walked with God. So for 300 years, 109,500 days, multiply that number by 24, like I said, I'm not good at math, 
that tells you how long he walked with God. And what do you think God remembers about Enoch? The 65 years he didn't walk with him? Or the 300 years that he did walk with him? I would guess it's those 300 years. Because Enoch changed. His whole lifestyle changed and he knew he needed to follow God. And it wasn't just Enoch's faith that we remembered him, but others noticed Enoch's faith. Others took notice of what he had. Because unless Enoch is one of the largest narcissists in the Bibles, which I don't think is true, Enoch changed and his faith was so strong that he was taken up into heaven. He didn't experience death, which is, I'm assuming most of us would not like to experience either, but God took him up. And I can only imagine his family being there, and all of a sudden, Enoch is no more. He's gone because he walked with God. I mean, that's the story I'm telling my kids and my kids and my kids all the way down the line. I have to imagine that Enoch's faith had generational impact. Because if you look down the line of Enoch, eventually you get to Noah. And if you look at him in Genesis chapter 6, I don't have these verses up here, but Noah is introduced to us as a man who was blameless and righteous and walked faithfully with God. Probably because Enoch set that example. But we remember Enoch because someone remembered his story and told us in Genesis chapter 5. And then thousands of years later, he's written about in the genealogy of Jesus. And then decades later, when someone is thinking of the most faithful people in all of history, Enoch's name comes up. And why does his name come up? Because he walked faithfully with God. Here's two things I want us to remember this evening. First, there's still time to walk with God. Maybe there's some of you out there who feel like you've gone ahead of God, you're on the side of God, or you're behind God. You've taken some time away from being with him while there is still time to walk with him. Enoch walked without God for 65 years and then for 300 years he did. There was still time in Enoch's life for him to change. And even if Enoch had lived 364 years, 11 months, uh, I don't know, 30 days, and the hour before he died, he decided, I'm going to walk and change my life and be with God. I think God will remember that hour he chose to be with him. So if you're not walking with God this evening, there's still time. There's always time up until we are no more. And so if you're not walking with God this morning, it's time to make some footprints in the sand with him. But maybe this evening you, you feel like you are walking with God. My encouragement for you is to walk faithfully with him. Do you have a constant relationship with God do you have a consistent relationship with God? Do you have a conscience relationship with God where you know that you need to be with him? Because if you are not consistently, consciously, and constantly walking with God, something has to change. Often we feel like we're walking with God when we're just really walking with God on the side. And if we can learn anything from Enoch, it's that we must understand we must walk faithfully with God. 
Because the longer we walk faithfully with God, we can understand what he wants for us. And it will have the best outcome for our life. And so please walk faithfully with God. I want to leave us with this question this evening. Donna, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. There we go. Am I walking faithfully with God? It's only a question that each of us can answer individually. If you're not walking with God, it's time to start walking again. If you are walking with God, then I hope others can see your walk and notice it, just like Enoch's family and those after him recognized Enoch's faith. Have a faith that is so strong that you are written about in Hebrews chapter 11. Maybe there's a side verse in there, but we'll talk about that later. But that's a joke. I make a lot of them. It's okay if you don't laugh. You don't probably laugh for David's jokes either. But am I walking faithfully with God? This evening, if you haven't been walking faithfully with God and you want prayers, or this evening, if you haven't been walking faithfully with God and you want to be baptized, I'm sure David would love to do it. If there's anything this church can do for you this evening, please come as we stand and sing.